Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we have to talk about the great new iPhone 14 and the new operating system iOS 16 because they have a lot of new and innovative features that have been on Android for years. Now, here's what's going on, and I always find it amusing to watch competitive product announcements, and this time Apple is on my chopping block. Now, I'm not an Apple person, uh, but I do have to hand it to them. Their marketing is typically amazing, and their product rollouts are honestly no different. Inevitably, Every time a new operating system, iOS, that's the operating system that runs the iPhone or an iPhone is released, I get a client or I get a friend that tells me how innovative all of these new features are on the iPhone. It's truly awesome. Apple is truly cutting edge. And I smile knowing that we've usually had those features on Android for years. But Android obviously is fractured because there's multiple Android makers and they don't have the marketing blitz and capability that an Apple does. And so again, I think their marketing is amazing. But here are the latest quote unquote innovations from Apple's newest operating system, iOS 16, and the iPhone as reported by The Verge. So for the record, let's get going because now in iOS 16, you can quickly add the address of a second destination to your trip agenda and get directions that will let you stop there. And then once you get back in your car, find your way home. That's obviously a big thing for Apple Maps and Android Google Maps has had it since 2017. Now also in iOS 16, if you hit send on an email and then realize you just sent it to the wrong person, you now have 10 seconds to change your mind and undo that send. But that's assuming the other person is also using iOS 16 as well. You can also schedule an email to be sent anytime you like or use the remind later feature to remind yourself of an email that you don't necessarily want to deal with right now. Gmail though has had that since about 2018 and you can get your choice of 5, 10, 20 or 30 seconds to change your mind. You can set that in the app. You can also snooze an email and it will pop up later or you can schedule an email to be sent whenever you want it to be sent. So there you go. Now also in iOS 16, They've added a live captions feature, which offers real-time transcriptions for videos, audios, and conversation. Obviously, it's very extremely uh, useful, not only for people for things like hearing disabilities, but also for anybody that needs to track a conversation. And Android's had live captions since 2019 and provides immediate translations for those captions in several different languages. Obviously, the accuracy of the translations may vary. That would have to be both Google and Apple, uh, you know, an issue for both of them. But here we are. Also, in iOS 6, which is a new feature, um, they now have uh, introduced haptic feedback for the on-screen keyboard. And Android's had that, I think, like since the beginning. I remember having an old droid. It's got to be like 12, 15 years ago at this point with that. I thought, oh my God, that's that's a really interesting feel as I'm typing. Now, the main difference here is that um, you basically have to enable it in iOS 16 and in Android, it's usually enabled by default, though you can obviously turn it off. Now, on top of this, iOS 16 will soon let you create shared photo libraries called iCloud shared photo libraries based on either a date or on uh, who, who is in the photos. Now, you can share your photo library with up to five people. Apparently this feature won't immediately ship with iOS 16, so you may need to wait a bit, but this has been announced by Apple. Google Photos, however, has let you share your entire digital library since basically the beginning, and so you can basically share that with who's in that or a single person and all of that, so Apple's obviously catching up on that one as well. Now also, 
One of the many features introduced at the recent Apple event isn't always on display, which will only be available on the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Always on uh, basically lets you glance at time and widgets and other helpful information, even when the phone is asleep. This is something that Apple Watch users um, have had access to since the Series 5, but Apple is only now putting it in the iPhone. And this is something that Androids have had for about 10 years now. It's a feature that Google really put on the forefront with Android 12. We are multiple versions past 12 at this point, where it basically made the always-on uh, display show a huge digital clock by default. And um, basically, when the phone sits at rest, you can still see the time and some basic functionality, although it's obviously darker to conserve battery. On top of this, now, uh, new to uh, iOS 16, you can use the Apple Fitness Plus app whether or not you're using an Apple Watch. Previously, an Apple Watch was required. If you don't have an Apple Watch, you can now use Apple Fit Plus. Google's official Fit app um, basically has been pretty much available for Android phones, whether you've had a watch or not, since its inception. And while the phone will not track, obviously, things like your heart rate or temperature without assistance of a wearable, it's still good for anybody uh, to get basic and you know estimations of steps and calories and you know all that kind of stuff. Now, this is actually a weird one. On top of the, uh, this new feature or innovative feature, I should say, iOS 16 will now allow you to add up to four widgets on your lock screen providing the app developer offers one. Android 4.2 actually offered lock screen widgets about 10 years ago, but for whatever reason, they decided to take them away again in Android 5. So not sure if that one counts or not, but interestingly enough, that was something that Android was experimenting with quite a while ago. On top of this, and I actually think this is a great feature, I'm thrilled that this is coming to the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 14 uh, or iOS 16 will now have car crash detection that is now available in the iPhone uh, 14 phones, as well as the upcoming uh, Watch Series 8. Now, that's interesting because if you get into a crash, it senses it, it can automatically call 911 for you or send out an SOS and whatever that is in whatever country you are. But Pixel phones have had this as well, and this got added into the personal safety app in 2019, so about three years behind on that one. The next one is a real interesting one, and I think this is an important advancement in um, basically photo capability, is pixel binning. Now, a camera is the reason many people choose to upgrade to a newer phone model, and for years, many manufacturers were basically dead set on using 12 megapixel sens uh, sensors while performing many software tricks, such as computational uh, photography and, and things like that. Major players like Google and Samsung, though, have recently started upping the resolution of their main camera sensors to around 40 or 50 megapixels, not because we all need massive image files, but because capturing all of that information and sizing it down to a normal image around some Something like 12 megapixels helps with artifacts like low light noise. It's also um, part of the latest software tactics being utilized to make our very small or tiny smartphone sensors overperform and rival what some of the dedicated cameras can do in the right scenario. Now, this technique is called pixel binning or binning. Um, it basically is taking nearby pixels on high resolution sensor and combining them to improve image quality at a lower resolution. It's genuinely beneficial as a feature if you don't need uh, basically the native resolution of a high megapixel sensor, meaning you are not that professional photographer taking that, you know, I don't know, NFL sports team photos professionally and all of that. You're just shooting stuff around with your iPhone. But 
here we go, because even the Nokia 808 Purview did this to some degree back in 2012 on the Android side. It's also not a magic trick that fixes everything. You're still relying on the quality of the image sensor and the processing pipeline. Now, the latest Apple has this feature in the as a 48 megapixel main camera of the new iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Basically, they're confidently throwing around terms like quad pixel and photonic engine. Sounds exciting because Apple is very good at marketing and making things sound exciting. And it very well may be a significant generational improvement over previous iPhones. We should keep in mind, though, that once again... Android was here first. Huawei, Samsung, and many others have been working with these high-res sensors for years now, and we'll see if Apple really has a knack for that development uh, to set them apart, because Apple has always had pretty good cameras. And so, there you go. Like I said, overall, I'm glad that there's many of these features that are coming to the iPhone, even if we've had them for Android for years, especially those that assist, let's say, somebody, uh, you know, that is disabled in some way, shape, or form for live transcription, car crash detection, uh, you know, more flexibility in fitness apps. I think those are great things. They really are. Apple Maps, I still think, is a hot mess. No idea why anybody would use Apple Maps when Google Maps is vastly superior, data mining aside. So there you go. But those are all the new features, uh, according to The Verge, that are coming to iOS 16 and the iOS uh, and iPhone 14. We've had them for years. Welcome to the club. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. I don't care if you love Android or iPhone. You can watch me on both. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everyone.